0: Uh, let's get into it. Eels defeat the Panthers, 30-18. This, as an Eels fan, would be the straight. You would be in a glass cage of emotion right now. A glass cage of emotion. You'd be stoked that you beat the Panthers. You'd be stoked that you, the team still got it. But you'd also be like, what the hell, man? We had this in us the whole time and we're not playing finals footy. Um, but let's just focus on the single performance. Eels are absolutely outstanding. And I thought Dylan Brown... Was phenomenal, uh, and I thought that they showed that if they can get it together and you know not have so much, I guess, issues going off the field, even from the start of the year with Madison obviously sitting out those games. If they had it picked up the games, you know they were ahead of the Sharks, they were ahead of the Storm. They had it done all that. or oh, you've got some
2: stats Yeah, in? Storm, they're up. They, they lost 16-12. That went to Golden Point. That was the first game of the season. Harry Grant scored. Mm. Parramatta had that game sewn up. Yeah. They made a couple of key errors, handed the ball over. The week after, they're in a score fest with the Sharkies. Remember we were doing the live show at Wagga? We are watching that yeah. one. They lost that one 30 points to 26. The week after that, uh, they lost 34 to 30 to Manly. So they lost two games where they scored 26-plus points. And threw away that Parramatta game. And then shock me. Who did they beat the week after? Penrith. No one else can do it except this mob. Yeah. And then the week after that, they lost to the Roosters as well, 28-20. So they started one and four mm. to start the season. If they just would have started two and three, mm. changes everything.
0: Yeah. It's crazy. So, so
2: so much missed opportunity for this side. And you also think what they've had to overcome between, you know, losing Reed, Josh Hodgson didn't work out, let's be honest here. They lost Sean Lane for a period of time. They didn't have Matto for the start of the season. They missed Dill Brown for a, a huge portion of the season. They've had so much to overcome. They've got so close, and they've beaten Penrith twice.
0: It's insane. It's actually insane. It's frustrating. Yeah. I, like as
2: you said, you'd be happy they won. If I'm a paraffin, fan, I don't know if I am. <laughs> yeah. It'd make me furious.
0: Yeah. Yeah, mate. It's it's tough. It's tough because you can. It's, it's basically how you look at it. It's like you can just take the win and be like, you know what? Tough year. So much stuff's gone off the field that's not been good for us. And it shows that we're still there. We're still a side that, you know, is the window fully closed? I don't think so. I don't think so. But I think that if they went out there and got towed up by Panthers, there'd be drums would be beating a bit louder for, hey, has the window shut? Like, fully? I think this has kept it ajar a jar and gone, no, oh, no, no, we can still mix it with the best of them. We can still mix it. When we get all our boys back, when we you know, make a few shrewd recruits, maybe some outside backs, we can still mix it with the best of them. Um, but I want to talk about the great Gutho. I mean, that's why he's the captain of the club. Yeah. That performance is why he's the captain of the club. That performance is why he is a key reason, not the only reason, You know, the staff, the admin, the board, everyone, the players, the fans, they're the reason why they went from Wooden Spoon to the top of the table or close to the top of the table, grand final. But Gutho's a huge part of it. And that performance on the weekend by him is the reason why the uh, the, uh, Eels have gone from a disaster club that should be a powerhouse to it's been a tough year, but they're still considered a top-tier club right now, and Gutho's a big reason.
2: Isn't Gutho just a great example of you can stick your X-factor up your ass? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah Like he is just a good leader That never gets in n- Never gives in Does he have the perfect game? No Does he do things a little bit unorthodox sometimes? Yes he does But you can never ever question his effort And mm. he is just always Always on the ball You see other fullbacks in this game They get caught out of position Or you question why aren't they there in that moment You never do that with Guffer Yeah You never do it And you know As I said he, he does things a little bit unorthodox sometimes Like when he throws his cutout balls and everything. He's got a bit of Brett Stewart The way that he passes Yeah mm. Seems to like reverse spiral or do things in an odd way. But how often does he pull the wrong way? Right?
0: Yeah, sometimes it's just making it work is more important than how it looks.
2: Exactly right. And that is, that is gutturning down to a T. Sometimes it's ugly. Sometimes I watch him pass and I go, why is it spinning that way? How yeah. does that happen? But if he gets it there, who gives up?
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, he's absolutely outstanding. And I think, how crazy is it that a few years ago people were going, 700K, are you serious? Now you're going, 700K? Yep. It's a bloody bargain. If you're the captain of your club with a salary cap going up, that's a massive win to have a fullback like him.
2: You're telling me you can't win a Premier with him at fullback? And he's right in that sweet spot where you pay him 700K, which allows you to have Dill Brown. It allows yeah. you to have Mitch Moses. Look at this forward pack. Like they lost Isaiah Popolite last year. Have they missed him massively?
0: The only reason they've missed him is because of injury, I think. Like yeah, they've, they've that's missed, fair. They've yeah. definitely missed him. They've missed him, yeah. But like, has it been like holy shit, this is a different side. If they had, bit, had their full-strength like full strength side, I think they would have handled it better for sure. I think so, for yeah. sure. Because yeah. the problem is is that they actually missed – I think they actually missed the Dill-Brown-Lane combination yes. the most this year yeah. because they used to go him all the time for a quick play of the ball, you know, momentum.
2: Um, well, like this time last year, we were sitting here saying, I think Sean Lane will go to the World Cup. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. It, it was him or Hudson, and Hudson, yeah. I think – you know, probably had a oh, – he, he sort of fell off towards the end. But I remember after grand final, I think Sean Lane's going to go in this World Cup. Mm, He'll mm, be there.
0: Yeah, it's – um. so, yeah, it, it's a tough year for the Eels. There's no other way to splice it. You can You can take a lot out of this and be happier with it. But I wouldn't say everything that can go wrong has gone wrong, but a lot has gone wrong for the Eels that – is in their control, isn't in their control. If you talk about specific players that have done wrong things, definitely in their control. But from an admin perspective, it's like, was you know, they could have maybe... Well, I don't think they actually could have forced Madison to take that fine. Obviously, the, the Dylan Brown situation, they couldn't have changed that because that's Dylan Brown's responsibility. Um, the lane injuries, a lot of it is is tough luck.
2: Yeah. Um, I, I, do, I do think they need to find another outside oh, back in sorry. this side. They need to go and find a centre, a winger. They need to go and find someone. Uh, Isaiah Tass is a name we floated a few times. I think he would be such a good get. I would even just look at it. Have a look at the Super League. Just an experienced outside back mm. that you could just bring over j- just to fill a spot. Because like, mm. they they just they can't keep doing what they're doing with their well, outside Well,
0: put backs. it this way. If Oates doesn't re-sign with the Broncos, even <laughs> though he's signed for two more years, mate, get him in. Yep, in get him eight. in. If you can afford him. Get him in, geez, he'd be good for him. Uh, I think I do think, and we'll get we'll talk about this at their season review. Big improvements for next year, though, is they've got to work out their bench rotations and selections as like who's starting, who's not, how many minutes they have. I think Brad Arthur is—you could argue one of the best in the game of bringing the best out of players. One of the best, obviously, Wayne's probably the best, but Brad Arthur's track record has been pretty incredible over the last few years. So he's up there. That's I think that's Brad Arthur's strength. Where I think Brad Arthur sometimes is a bit surprising is his selections and his bench rotations. And I think that that's where they could improve a little bit.
2: I think the start of next season, I think in particular one player they need to sort out is Ryan Madison. Oh, they need sure. to decide Find a middle or an edge. And I think they need to lay it down to Matto. Whichever it is, I don't even care, edge or middle. But he can be the best edge or middle in rugby league. He mm. has got the ability to be able to do it. He's got the dedication to his game. He's got all those things. But... They keep messing him around and they chuck him at 5'8". I, I would love to see them at the start of next season go, Right edge is yours. Mm. Be the best right edge back rower in rugby league. Yeah. Or yeah. you're gonna be the best interchange player in rugby league. Yeah. You're capable of doing both. Mm.
0: Yeah, just they, lock it. They in.
2: just need to sort it out though. Mm. And if you've got, you know, Cardi and you've got Sean Lane who are the best on the edge, sure. Ryan Madison, his goal should be I need to be the best momentum guy in rugby yeah. league.
0: See I if you're gonna bring him off the bench, I wouldn't mind his rotation with Junior Polo, RCG, and him in the front row. Just mm-hmm. comes on and just goes, mate, we need you just to fucking go forward. I just want to give a shout-out quickly to Sivo. I think for a, quite a while we've been saying Sivo is a top-tier winger. He just needs to add some of those effort areas of like hit-ups, all that kind of stuff. I thought on the weekend it was probably one of his better games ever. In re- he's had some incredible games, some highlight reels for sure, but more just just the little things that I noticed on the weekend. that He just looked energized and involved in the game. He looked present in the game. Uh, and I think that if he can just t- bottle this up that he did on the weekend, Sivo can be a top-tier winger. He really can. And he can do more than just have the highlight reel tries. He can have the 150
2: to 200 metres because uh, he – I think there's still more that Sivo can give. I really do. You have a look over the last probably 12 weeks of the season. I think he went below 100 run metres in three games. Mm. That's yep. unreal. Yeah, that's what you want. Yeah, that's, and that's all you need. You just need him to, to hit that 100 run-meter mark, and that's going to make a huge difference.
0: If he hits 100 to 150, let's say 150 and be really, you know, he's probably going to have a mad game. Yeah, Like, if he has 150 meters, he's probably going to score two tries or something along those lines. So I, I thought he was outstanding on the weekend. Um, Dylan Brown was phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. When you, when you see Dylan Brown play like that and Gutho play like that, you go, oh, my God. Mitchell Moses, Dill
2: Brown, and Gutho, far out. That's a good, good spine. Where do you think Dill Brown' his future lies? Do you think he'll he'll be a 5'8"? Do you think he? Do you think he could be a halfback? I've I've been pretty impressed with him the last two weeks.
1: Yeah. Oh.
2: Look, I think he's got the talent to.
0: He's got the talent to be a seven for sure. Just his kicking game, maybe that yep. he would need to work on. But he absolutely has the talent. He's I believe he's one of the most talented halves in the competition. Naturally, yep. big, fast, strong, footwork, good pass. Um, so, yeah, I can see that. I just think that, you know, Mitchell Moses... I'm not saying that he would take Mitchell Moses' spot, but maybe he's the guy when Mitchell Moses retires, you pull him into seven. That could be the direction. Oh,
2: I think that's how his career does yeah. play out, Dill Brown. And by then, I was about to say he could. He should be one of the best halves in rugby. Oh, for sure. He should be that proper top-tier guy.
0: Well, he. Uh, you know, I make an argument last year he was a top-tier half. Yep. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I can see that for sure. Um, now, let's get to the Panthers. I uh, spoke about this on Packer Up, boys, but... I feel like this, this has been coming for about a month of Rugby League. Um, I know Ivan Cleary, I was told after, that he actually did say that after the game. I just, and I, I've been saying it for a while now, but I just think that people were getting a little bit too caught up in these guys are gods. These guys are unbeatable. You know, the Mike Tyson kind of like, before they step in the ring, they're beaten. Or Conor McGregor when he was on his crazy run. And, you know, having been in systems and just knowing how good every squad is. Like, every squad in the NRL, is full of the best players from their area. It's just a matter of pulling it all together. Now, the Panthers are the best at that. They absolutely are the best at that. Now, is this a loss that I would say, oh, they needed that? No, I don't think so. I don't think that at all. I don't think they needed the loss. Um, But it's definitely a wake-up call because you would hate to be heading into finals footy where they scrape through the last two games and then they come up against a Storm that clicks into gear or a Broncos that clicks into gear – and they go, oh shit! We haven't been playing at this intensity for a while now, and so it's going to be really important against the Cowboys that they they find themselves again that that ruthless side that we know because uh, this isn't just a one-off loss. This has been building. This has been building, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, for sure. And I think oh, obviously Parramatta—they've got such a good um, record against the Penrith Panthers. Their record's unbelievable against them. I know. It's bizarre. Like it just infuriates me more to think about, but. Obviously, this Panthers side, you know, they were missing a fair whack of troops in this game. I think you'll see Isaac Tungo return this week. I think you'll see um, Scotty Sorensen return. Obviously, Jerome Luai went off after about 25 minutes or so. Dylan Edwards didn't feature in this one as well. So they have got a lot of guys to come back. But are we starting to see, you know, it took 35 years for a team to manage to go back-to-back premiers. Are Mm. we starting to see it take its toll on this side, do you reckon?
0: Yeah, it's tough. I think I think the key is is those outs you were just yeah. talking about. If I saw that as a full-strength side and saw that, I'd go, "Oh, this looks like a tired footy side heading into the back end of the year. With the outs, I do think, though, that they set their own standard mid-year yep. by going, we had all of those players out and we, would, we were still squeezing teams out of victories, uh, like winning the game. And so I don't think there's a single Penrith Panther player, I'm not saying that you said this, he's sitting in the changing room going, You know, we were missing. We had three or four players out, so it's all good. I think a lot of them are going, you know, we were considered favourites or we should be favourites even without – we'll put it this way. When they won in the middle of the year without Nathan Cleary, we all said they're still the favourites to win the comp. And so they set their own standard. Um, And that's where I go. That's why the the way they've been playing is quite disappointing. I just want to see them as a full-strength side and then make a judgement on energy levels. Uh, Because we talk about long seasons – They've managed to have this run in the longest seasons of footy we've pretty much ever seen. Plus World Cups, yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see next week they've got a desperate Cowboys side that need to win because then if Cowboys win, they make the eight? Yeah. Well, or Rabidos yeah. lose, have to lose? Yeah, not- South's got to lose. South's got to lose. South's
2: have to lose.
0: I Basically. Th- think,
2: Basically. Will, I, will, will they not jump the Raiders if they lose? Oh, if the Raiders lose, they could the yeah. yeah. That, that poor for and against. Yeah, stuff. okay.
0: So, Cowboys will be desperate as anything. They have to win. They have to win, yeah. They so, it's a win. good, and Cowboys are at their best a top eight side, maybe even a top four side. Uh, so, it is a real test for the Panthers, and it's a real tough decision for Ivan Cleary. Do you rest your players? Is this a sign of a bit of fatigue and you rest them, or do you go, you know what? We need one big game before we head into week one of the finals.
2: I, th- I think they need the momentum.
0: Yeah, I think they need the momentum too. I think
2: that when you have a look at the way – and I, 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 I had someone mention me this morning, go, geez, the Panthers talk's ridiculous. They've rested everyone. They've won their last few games. And I just sort of said, I don't care what the scoreboard says. Mm. It's the performance. Yeah. And the performance has been nowhere near the level that the Penrith Panthers hold themselves to. That first 25 minutes against the Titans, I reckon that was the worst 25 minutes I've seen the Panthers play.
0: Yeah, it was really poor. And it was, against, was awful. And it was against – I know they were missing players, but it was against a – a Titans side without Kieran Foran, yep. without Tanner Boyd, um, without Sam Verrills as well, I think. I think so, yeah. So I don't – look, Panthers are still out-and-out favourites. They're out-and-out favourites. In my opinion anyway, out-and-out favourites. But I don't think that they're so favourites that they can afford to rest people this weekend. I think they need a good, strong win. Just a little bit of a, a wake-up, like, no, no, we're still who we think we are heading in – because the last thing you want is you're heading into week one of the finals going – just like, let's say you go into week one finals and the first 20 minutes doesn't go your way and you're starting to look over your shoulder going, oh, fuck, like, yep, is this it? Whereas if you can get it out of your system against the Cowboys, even if it's a gritty win, you know, 16-12, you just get it out, you get it done, you move into week one going, yep, yeah, we're still good to go here.
2: You have a look at like how their last three seasons have gone, especially in the finals 2020, they obviously lost the grand final, but that was a high-flying Penrith oh. Panthers side. Mm. 2021, they came back and they just had to be gritty. Mm. They had to win off good defence and nice kicking game. That's exactly how that grand final played out. Last year, they were able to move the ball around a little bit more. I feel like in order for them to win this premiership this year, it's going to have to be proper 2021 footy. Mm. Our defence is going to win this competition. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Which is why combinations are going to be so important, which is why I don't think they can afford to rest this week. I
0: think Jerome Loy is a massive out Huge out. Like, so yeah. his earliest back, I think, is prelim. Prelim. Koga, in my opinion, I don't think he's a six. I think he's a seven. Mm-hmm. Now, that Penrith system is so good and Koga played so well when he came in. Maybe he just gets the job done. But he's definitely different to Luai. He doesn't offer that same point of difference that Luai does. I know Luai has his detractors. I know they <laughs> do. But you cannot deny this guy – is a huge point of their attack and creates so much momentum for, for them when it comes to his footwork, when it comes to the crabbing across the field. He has X-factor. And anyone that tries to deny that's just kidding themselves. He actually, he has more X-factor than Cleary does because that's the type of player he is. He's an X-factor, steps, footwork. So the, the the concern without Luai is, is where do they find that X-factor in their spine? Because what do you got? You got Kenny, Cleary, Edwards. Edwards... He he has X factor to a degree, but it's more of a heaps of work. Good solid player. You're probably going to need Cleary to just be another level.
2: And this is where it does open the door for Cleary. His own final series before, but mate. If he manages to go on and win this comp, Jack Hogger as his five eight, missing Jerome Lui, oh, Mitch Kenny as his nine, Dylan Edwards as his fullback, who's a fantastic player. Don't get me wrong, but he plays one side of the rock. Mm. If Nathan Cleary manages to get this team through and win a third premiership in a row, Mental. it is just, yes, you can hold origin against him every day of the week and that's completely fair, but this would just take Nath to another level oh, 100%. Mate. I'll tell you what I think is interesting, and, and I agree, I, I think he probably will, but I agree, I think Jack Hogg is a halfback, he's not a 5'8". Mate, I'll tell you who, he really impressed me when he played five eight a couple of times over the last years. Young Salmon. Mm. Okay. He straightens up the line. Mm. He defends well. He just. And just go all that defense. Yeah. I, I, I don't hate it. I, I think I would still go Cogger, but I.
0: <sighs> Maybe give him some minutes there. And see how, like, give, you know, first 40 to Cogger, see how he goes if he's struggling he a bit. Bring on
2: Salmon. Yeah. Because I, I think Salmon's a much better footballer than what people give him credit for.
0: Mm. Yeah.
2: So, you know what's good about this, though? Is it just
0: makes the finals more interesting. Even for Panthers fans. You know, I know that it's, it's really good to go in. Look, we're the best. We're killing everyone. But doesn't it just add a bit more excitement to go, Oh shit, like, are we good to go? Are we not good to go? Um, so I think it's exciting. I still have Panthers as favourites for sure. I think Tangor is going to be a huge in. He's been missed by them a lot, even though Peachy's been solid. But I think Tungor is seriously, like, he's hitting some pretty good, like, his impact on games when he has played this year has been unbelievable.
2: Unbelievable. Scotty Sorensen is going to be a huge in as well. Yep. Zach Hosking has been playing on that edge, and I am the biggest Zach Hosking fan in the world. Defensively, it hasn't been his best two or three weeks though. Yep. Uh, he has missed a number of really key tackles that you just don't get out of Scotty Sorensen. I think the other thing, mate, and you just you just sort of brought it up, made a good point. Which I got to fall on my sword a little bit here. The X factor. Mm. I thought that the fourteen jersey. I thought you know Sonny Luke could just be at a new level by this point. Mm. I. I'm. I hope he proves me wrong, but I don't know if I could pick Sonny Luke come finals. Mm. I. I. He just. He just doesn't seem to fit in with what they're doing. It's like he's playing his own game out there. And I. Like if I was Nate Cleary, and especially if they're going to play without Jerome Lloyd, it has to be Nath Cleary ball every day of the week. And this is probably more credit to Mitch Kenny, who I sat there at the grand final last year, watching him in the first twenty minutes when he came on, thinking, "My God, he is so slow out of dummy half. How are the Panthers going to possibly?" Win a comp with him And he's just improved Every single week But at least Mitch Kenny He just makes the right decision Yeah He never overplays his hand And that's something that Is really worrying me With Sonny Luke At the moment Because at times I can see how frustrated Nath is Mm. And when you get down To finals footy Your halfback wants the ball He's got to have it Especially Cleary Especially If Cleary wants the ball Without Jerome Lawai There is no question There's no fuck around He gets the ball Yeah And I'm I don't know. I feel like there's been a lot of warning shots for Sonny Luke, and I just feel like he hasn't taken them this year. W- w- would you agree? Am I am I being too harsh? I just I find it frustrating to watch. And I'm a as you all know, I've been huge on him since the preseason. I thought he'd kill it this year. I don't know. Does is Peachy maybe the four day?
0: I could see it for sure. And even defensively, he missed six tackles on the weekend, uh, which isn't isn't too bad for a nine. I know it's it's not good. It's definitely not good, but it's not you know, up in the ten. You know, and Appy had but, games but like yeah, that. Yeah. played 50 minutes too. Yeah. Um, no, no, I mean, I, I've been uh, critical of Sony yeah. you know, weeks and weeks and weeks ago. Uh, it's a tough one. It's a tough one because you can see the magic he brings. You can see it. It's there. And he does. He honestly, when he's at his best, he reminds me of Appy Chorus. Yeah, he yeah. really, really does. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. is it a matter of first year struggling to just get that connection right with Cleary? And he's been, I haven't watched much of his new South Wales cup, but what I have watched, he's the big dog to a degree. Like he's the main guy. So he gets to make the calls as to what happens. Very hard to change that in your game. For sure. Very hard to change that. So, and I get your argument of, I'm sure he's been told, you know, mate, Cleary wants the ball. You've got to get it to him. Don't get out and look and see where the markers are and see if you have an opportunity. You just got to go boom, straight to him. Um, it is, I do think a big call is going to be made there, though. I think heading into finals footy, especially if you don't have the X factor of Luai and you're going purely, you know what? We're just going to defend our asses off in the middle. Um, I think he's going to need a
2: big game this weekend if he's selected. And you know what? Yeah, he's going to need a big game, but he's going to have to just stick to the game plan. Mm. Just do what Nate says. It's very simple. And as you said, mate, uh, you know, last year in New South Wales Cup, a lot of their attack was centred around him from dummy half. He had 20 tries, Mm-hmm. Mm. In nineteen games of football, so it's like that's who he is as a that, that is who he is. One yeah. and this is what had me so excited about him in the preseason. But once again, it just shows the change from cup footy to first grade mm. that he can go from you know the best team in cup, carve it up twenty tries for a hooker. That's unbelievable. It's crazy. I, Maddie Matty, can you have a look at how many tries this Harry Grant's had this year? I don't reckon it would be in the ballpark yeah. of 20. Mm. Comes into first grade, in the still in the best team in the comp, that's on the front foot with the best forward pack, and he hasn't really fired a shot most of the season. Well,
0: I, th- I think it's because his forward pack in New South Wales Cup is playing for him. Yeah, like, you know, exactly right. They're, they're yep. doing what he wants, when he wants. Whereas the Panthers, they're playing for Cleary. They're going where Cleary wants, when he wants it. So... I think that if if they did a preseason where Sonny was the man and Cleary was almost second fiddle, I think we probably would see some of that magic around the ruck. Yeah. So, but at the, the problem is, I guess for Sonny is, is, mate, it's just not. That's just not the case, and it won't be. It won't ever be the case.
2: New South Wales Cup last year, he averaged seventy-five run meters per game at a dummy half. Yeah. Wow. And in cup this year, he's averaging eighty-four. He's only played five games, but yeah. eighty-four at a dummy half. So you can see, it's just two two completely different games. Mm. As you said, the cup team is playing to Sonny Luke.
0: Yeah. And so maybe it's a matter of he you know whether he wants to change the way he plays or there's a club out there that needs a dominant hooker mm. um, that will play around him so yeah he, he I I get what you're saying in, in regards to he needs to play clear his game 11
2: for Harry Grant Harry crisis. Grant's had 11 this year
0: yeah yeah it's a, it's a really interesting topic because it was a topic last year like why are they starting Mitch Kenny like and then it was a masterstroke by Ivan so yeah it's going to be going to be interesting to see what they do there but Cannot wait to see how the Panthers bounce back. Um, I reckon Cowboys-Panthers is going to be an absolute cracking game.
1: Market.